Welcome to Running a Dream, the podcast presented by Luzire Board and co-host Dario Randall. Hey, everybody, this is another episode of Lucire Boy. We're going to have awesome, awesome um, friends that are going to be speaking to us today. We have a nice, awesome running community in Southeast Michigan. I'm going to have Kristen Calakay speak to you guys about her journey to running. Also, I have Arte, who is a professional boxer, and he's going to talk about being able to be healthy in both, make that in in triple ways. And when I say triple ways, I mean body, soul, and spirit. You got to have all three of those lined up to have the whole body being able to be in total health. We also going to have Robert Slater today. And Robert Slater is going to tell us his story from the... Um, Boston Marathon, and he was there year 2013 during the bombing. He's going to take you guys on a journey of how his day went and how he was able to um, um, go through it. And he really had an interesting experience during that day. So I wish you all just sit back, relax. Um, If you're driving in your car, just be careful. Watch the road because these stories that you listen to on Running the Dream podcast, you'll start seeing yourselves in the story and you become part of the story. So I hope you all enjoy and thank you for listening to our podcast. And you all have a wonderful, wonderful day and we talk to you soon. And sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This is Lucia Boyd. This is another episode of Running a Dream. And today I have a special guest. I have Kristen Calakay. And she's... um, in my running club, Century Club, and she has an awesome run story to tell you guys today of how she's um, went on her journey to becoming a runner. And um, it's nice having you here with me today, Christian. Yeah, nice to be here. So t- tell me, st- start from the beginning. Tell me how you started running and what influenced you in it. So back in 2012, I got a puppy and she was crazy and she would run away all the time. And so I'd spend like two hours chasing her. And so I just kind of started running. And then I did did the turkey trot in 2012 and I don't know, I became addicted to it. And then I signed up for my first half in 2013. And then in 2014, I decided to run um, a full for the first time because my mom had MS and... um, I fundraise for charity for MS. And, AMAS? Yep. Awesome. What is, what is AMAS? Uh, multiple sclerosis, MS. Okay. Oh, MS. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Wow. Yep. Is, that's that's what the, um, is that the free press marathon? Yep. Okay. And great. then I've done Chicago twice for it. Oh, man. 
What years did you do Chicago? 2016 and 2017, and then I'm also doing it again this year, if I'm all good with my injury, so. Woo, I did it, I did it last yeah, year. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't see you, but I remember I was looking for you. It was hot. Yes, I puked at the end of it. It oh was horrible. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. I saw people at the end of that run. Ooh, they were getting IVs on the ground yeah, it on was, that run. That it was, was a bad one. Yeah, yeah. I was when as I was running past them, I was like, man, I'm glad I'm not um I kinda trained for this. I was glad I trained for it. The thing yeah. is, you know, when you train it for for that particular run, it for for that time of year it's people expecting it to be cold in November. And ours August it was so cold like so I was like not prepared for that at all and that's what's the funny thing about um when you're you're training even in the spring when you got a race in the spring and you've been training all winter and then you hit one of those races and it's 70 70 degrees and you've been training in 20 degree weather all winter long no thank you (laughs) A lot of people in other states wouldn't understand, but we here in the great state of Michigan, we're, we're used to running outside in um, sub-30 weather a lot. Most of our runs in the morning are in the 20s, Yeah, I would say. Kind of glad I missed that this winter because I've been injured, so. Right, Ugh. right. So what's, what's, um, what kind of races do you have on the forefront? Um, if everything goes good at my doctor's appointment on Tuesday, I'm going to do the I Run the D 5K, and then um, I'm signed up for Hightail to Ale, and then um, this 5K at Blake's, and then I'm, if everything's good, I'm going to attempt a half marathon in June in um, Muskegon. It's like, I forget the name of it. Oh, in Muskegon, yeah. Michigan. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a beautiful um, city yeah. on the west side of Michigan. I've never been there. Oh, you've never been nope. to Muskegon? Nope. <laughs> oh, man, I, I have had some friends as I was growing up. Um, the Baumgards used to stay there. Chris Baumgards and Dad and Mom stayed there. And oh. and I used to, every now and then, would go over, over their house from camp. I went to a... Um, a Bible camp growing up as a little kid. And, oh, that's cool. And they took me on as a little son growing up, and it was like family to me. And, but they were from Muskegon, Michigan. Oh. They had that's beautiful, beautiful water over there. You're gonna, you're gonna enjoy it. Oh, it's called the Seaway Run. I just thought of that. The, oh, the know. Seaway Run. Yeah. That's the name of it. Yeah. Okay. How, you, how did you come come up with that particular? Oh, uh, one of my friends is doing it. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. A friend introduced you to a run, and you say, hey, I'll, I'll run it with you. <laughs> yep. So, how many runs is that for this year? Right now, I'm only registered for four, and then Chicago, so. And then Chicago. Oh, I'm sure, Chicago. yeah. You I'm, love Chicago. I do love you? Chicago. You know what? It's a lot of uh, support. It's a lot of yes, people. I like that. Yeah, that's like, New York is the same way. I did New York two years ago, and I... I, it was. It felt like it was more people on the side of the road than it was. It was like a a million people. I mean, the whole both sides of the road, just people yelling at you. Go, go, go! Motivation. You like, all right, I can. Did do you this. enter the lottery? Um, uh, I have 
um, people in high places oh. that, that bless me with it. That's awesome. So I was, that is awesome. I, sometimes you have to receive your blessings. Yes. That that one is a blessing. Yes, yeah, it was a blessing. I entered the lottery. I got rejected. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you yeah. got to just keep entering that lottery. I got yeah. friends that that uh, made it last year in the lottery and was shocked. You didn't put in for the lottery, and then when you make the lottery, you surprised you made it. Nah, you're supposed to make it. You put in for it. Hey, yeah. you just as good as getting the lottery as anybody else. You know, mm -hmm. it seemed like Chicago. Though, everybody was getting winning that lottery. I know. I mean, I don't. I didn't know anybody last year that said they didn't make it. Eddie. Oh, he got to put in again. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I interviewed Eddie last week. Oh, I love Eddie. Yeah. He's the like, most positive person I know. Yeah, Eddie is very positive. And, and, and his um story of how he went from a yeah. carnivore to all the way vegan. I know. Is, is a very interesting story and lost 80 pounds. Yeah. So what what is the... um? What's your motivation? What keeps you driving for running? Makes me really happy. Like, I relieves all my stress. And then um, I really just like fundraising for multiple sclerosis just to keep my mom's legacy alive. And That's good. Yeah. That's real good. I feel like it's my way of... Giving back? Yes. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So... Um, what's, what's your running schedule looking like? How many miles have you been putting in? Haven't been running at the moment because I have a pelvic stress fracture. Oh my so goodness. Hopefully Tuesday is my last doctor's appointment for that. Okay. But the last time I ran was the first week of December and I ran 45 miles that week. You ran 45 miles that week yep. and then you had the um, yep. pelvic, you say fracture? Yep. Oh my goodness. It, Tell me, how did that come about? I mean, were you just running and I, felt something different? Yep. I was running at Kensington, and I had a really big, bad pain in my groin area. And so I stopped and walked for a little bit, and then I kept going because I had five miles to get back to my car. And um, it just, towards the end, I was just limping, and it, it was horrible. Did you go right to the hospital that week? Um, I went home. I took a Epsom salt bath bath because at that point I just thought it was a pulled groin and then the next day I went to work and I was like dropping a bunch of things so I went to the doctor and she told me it was a pulled groin and just take a week off and I did that and then um so nine days later I ran again and um it was fine so I ran again over the weekend and I felt the pain again so I called the doctor back and she told me to just take 10 weeks off of everything like she didn't do an x-ray or anything she didn't do any no what kind of mess <laughs> I know you know what so then it, if there is any doctors in in the sound of my voice <laughs> listening when somebody comes to you with pain don't just think it's something minor yeah you know I, I don't know if I was a doctor I would x-ray I, I said because I had three people one girls in century club and then two of my friends they all had the same injury and they were like you need to tell her you need an x-ray and so I did and she's like no where your pain is that's not it so I'm like okay this is great so then I went and got a second opinion and I had to wait a month and he did the x-ray and sure enough my pelvis was cracked no, did you did you get back with that other doctor? That wouldn't, um, be, that wouldn't be my doctor no more. I'm, I'm going on Monday for a physical, I'm and sorry. I'm going to have a nice little combo about that, and then I'm probably going to find another doctor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, you know. That 
Because I probably would be back to running by now if that I didn't have to wait a whole month right. to figure out what was wrong. No doubt. So. You know, if somebody got some pain, okay, that you, you might say, oh, it's, it's average person got yeah. this, you know, and, and got that. But what did she say it was? A, a groin a, pull. A, a, a pull groin. Okay, you get a lot of people get it. But if somebody's animate about it and yeah. saying, hey, you like, know Like, this what? was my second visit. I don't really go to her unless I really have an issue. It's not like I'm trying to milk it or whatever. Yeah, yeah I was just... So, if you're listening and you're injured, go get it checked out again if you don't like your doctor's You know what? I was, I was dealing with an injury for a while. Off and on, all my running for Aww. years, I've been... I, I, I deal with uh, my knees, you know, Aww. knees be hurting. And I just was like, you know what, one day, um, uh, Amanda, I remember Amanda told me, hey, check out check out my sports doctor. So she gave me the number to her sports doctor, mm-hmm. and I went and made an appointment, and they gave me the best care. I mean, they went, yeah, took x-rays and everything, came in the room with the extra doctors, and showed me my x-rays and showed yeah. me exactly what was the problem that's, that's how mine kind was of, that's the kind of treatment you should have to you know see what your injury is mm-hmm. so you can be animate about getting it repaired yeah and getting it repaired speedily so you can get back out on the road and get your running i in. know you know so luckily days for nothing Bruce, the coach, Bruce Seguin, he referred me to um, Dr. Poli, and he um, he was great. <laughs> good, yeah. good. Glad to hear that. Yeah. I just uh, I'm starting to watch my my um my diet and eating. I'm I'm, I'm in the process of building up my um needs right now, trying uh-huh. to just eat healthy and get the right nutrition. That's and my biggest nutrients. problem nutrients into my system to help this because see our body is a natural um it wants to heal itself whenever it gets injured yeah so we got to give it the right um foods so it can do its job and and um regenerate these cells that we didn't jack up yeah because <laughs> we didn't put so much stress on these bodies yep especially us that's running and doing you know, 30, 40, 50, some people doing 60, 70 miles a week, you yeah. know, that's a, that's a lot of, um, should I say going, um, pressure going up and down on our knees and our legs and our, and our hips, Yes. you know, that's a, people don't understand our spines and our spinal cords, you know, wow. so you have anything else you'd like to tell me about your run life? covered most of it i'm training with ken now so hopefully that'll get me stronger and now you know back what out there. i didn't know you was training with ken before we did the interview until mm-hmm. i saw it in the text and i said ken i'd have won that <laughs> i said oh no nah, this is a small world because last year i didn't even tell anyone it's probably a handful of people knew that i was um, training with Ken because mm-hmm. I, I was talking to Lisa Manning and yes. she was telling me about um, the strength training that he does that took her and got her PR in her marathon. Yep. And when I went to Ken and I, I worked out with him for three months, I told him I'm giving you three months of my time. We're gonna we're gonna hit it hard, man. That within those three months, my my fat went down drastically. And I was gaining muscle, and my strength just started yep. showing. 
my strength just went from every every week when I went to him, my strength was, I was just, yep. if 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 I was to keep, if I could keep up with him, I wish he was closer to where I live. I know. I can um I would man, he would be perfect to, for my um regimen. Yes. For for marathon running. I'm excited. Like I'm only doing like a minimal training with him at the moment, but like. My body fat's going down, and I can tell I'm getting stronger. So hopefully, when my doctor says I'm good to go, I'm gonna start going hard with him. Right. So that's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Do you, Do you swim any? No. Not a swimmer. Not a biker either. Um, I like taking spin classes. You do take spin yes. classes. That's actually what I've been doing now that, like, I'm cleared to cycle. I just haven't been standing on the bike because I'm scared to do that. Right, when they say go up, I I feel you. I have a a real good friend, and he's also the um, editor and producer of this show. okay. And he took me to his spin class um, one day over here in Detroit at the YMCA. They have a real good spin class that he he attends on on Saturdays today. Today. And... Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody yeah. out there in the listening audience. <laughs> and I went to that spin class. But what what helped me out is that I'm a marathon runner. Yes. So I was able to keep it going. I didn't have any issues with I the spin either. class I like all. it. It's good workout, especially when the weather sucks. Right, right. Gets you know, your cardio fix. That's it. Cardio. You know, I, I am blessed that I'm a winter runner. I can run all winter long. But yeah. I noticed some people you know that have asthma or have bronchitis or certain um the elements that um prevents them from running in the winter time and so they it's it's awesome they can do a spin class inside of a gym in this in the winter or swimming or rowboat and I, i was reading a book and this guy had um injured himself so he wasn't able to get in the miles for running. So while he was off running for that time period, he he did rowing. And the the um, concept two, you know about the concept two yes. then. When you get on that concept two and you start rowing, that built that cardio up the same way as running, except it's less um, impact. impact on your knees. And I, I, yeah. I started doing that when I go to the gym, hit that. People wonder, I'd be, be on that bad boy for about a half an hour, 45 minutes, you know, getting five, 10,000 um, yards or kilometers or whatever on that bad boy. So that's a, that's a good substitute for impacting, for running. If you still have a race coming up, you might have a marathon coming up. But you might be injured, but you you you'll, you would be um, healed when that time period come. But you still need to build up that cardio so you can maintain the pace. Because without this cardio that we have, we won't be able to maintain that, that particular pace that we plan on running. Because yeah. if you don't train, I promise you, you, <laughs> you, you ain't got to worry about hitting a wall. You know, as far as cardio, you're going you're gonna to just pump just just um run out of gas i've done that before yeah you just run out of gas and you that's just that's my worst marathon time right the thing is <laughs> you your body just you just you just run and you just stop running you just go to a walk yep. that's the worst feeling in the world yep <laughs> you you're feeling good and it's just out of gas yep <laughs>
The last one I did was in November. I did one in Charlotte, North Carolina. and um, Oh, Charlie. Yep. Okay. And I properly trained for that, and that was the best I've felt ever running. So. How was the weather that day? Really cold. It was like 30s. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So it was very nice compared to Chicago. I was right. like, oh, I'm good. Because right. I was really mad about my time for Chicago because I was like... 20 minutes slower than I wanted to be so wow I, was, I ran Charlotte like in 514 so I did it faster but still not five I'm trying to get a five-hour marathon time that's my goal okay a five-hour marathon yep. that's good that's a good goal Ken says he can do it so I'm oh. like okay <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah just keep following his regimen in that strength area yep I remember um, years ago, I was running with with LJ um, Arrington. I was running with Amanda um, Giles, and it was um, Maria Salty, and we were. I was running with them the whole the whole fall, going toward the um, Free Press Marathon. Mm-hmm. But I only ran up to probably 13 miles. Oh, was, the, was the <laughs> longest run I did that oh, that whole year. I had a and had did a I race. pay for it on Belle Isle? Oh, Belle Isle is the worst. Belle Isle is <laughs> is the spot where <laughs> the rubber met the road, and my leg said no more. I caught a, a um growing. I did pull the growing. So I'm, you know, I'm jogging through this growing pain, which is one of the, yep. if you haven't experienced that particular pain, it's one of the most agonizing yep. pain. And you're wondering, how is this pain in my leg? You can feel this whole mm-hmm. muscle in your leg just like, no, no, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> you, you're doing what I say today. Man, I got through with that run. That was the longest marathon that I, I ran. A, I ran a 505 that day. I never, re, I, I'll never forget. And it was like the most. It was one of them marathons when you got through. You was like saying to yourself, "You, you knew you messed up." It was like I knew, I knew exactly what I did wrong. I ran marathons previously before it, probably three or four of them mm-hmm. before this one. So for me to have took that year and just ran 5Ks and hung out in 10k you know and never did long real long runs i've done that a few times you know that's why you see me today i ran 14 miles and it's like hey i feel good but i know i got 26 coming up so i know each week i better be adding on one or two miles till i get to my um 20 miler 20 miler depending on what plan you're doing yeah where i I, my plan is to get at least up to 18 to 20, 20 miles mm-hmm. and then and then um, relax after that. You've got this. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be amazing. I'm excited about that. So this is St. Patty's Day. I picked, we're over here in um, Beacon Park, downtown Detroit. And it's St. Patrick's Day and they got this big old heated tent here for the public it's free entrance for all who's coming there they got a big screen up inside the tent and it's like the tent is big as a as a um as a house literally yeah it probably can hold probably 500 people in there and it has um they'll be showing the um march madness games going on to 
um, this weekend. Because that's down here, right? Yeah, the, the March Madness? Yeah. It's all over the yeah. United States. Oh. That's the. I thought there's some at Little Caesars. Yeah, they that, had that yeah. yesterday. They uh -oh. had um, State playing um, somebody. State won, of course. <laughs> you know. But. Uh, Go green. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't stop watching my podcast because she said go green and you go blue, okay? I don't have anything against either one of y'all, okay? I don't either. If you I could just... be green or blue. Matter of fact, my wife was telling me when she when she came to Detroit, because my wife is from Alabama. She said she came to Detroit and she was like, what's this rivalry going on between the uh, Michigan State? And then somebody's upset and talking about, U of M, Michigan and Michigan State. She's like, what kind of mess is that? <laughs> Y'all in the same state. <laughs> That's just how we roll in, in, in Michigan. We got to have somebody in our own in our own neighborhood to go against, I guess. <laughs> anyway, we had an awesome talk. This has been an awesome episode. Um, being here with Christian, Calique, yep. and... Um, I'm looking forward to seeing her on her journey as her um, her recovery is still going forward and seeing what she's going to be doing in the near future at her races and breaking her PRs yes. and taking it to the next level. That's the plan. And running the dream. That's the plan. Yep. Well, you all have a wonderful weekend. You all have a, a wonderful um, week, all those that's running. We got this weekend coming up. It's going to be the Rock CF um, Half Marathon. It's going down like four flat tires. I'll probably see a lot of you guys there. I'm looking forward to it. You guys be blessed. And remember, God loves you, and I do too. This is Lucia Boyd and this is another episode of Running a Dream. And today I have a real good friend of mine that I've taken a lot of um, interest in that helped me out, been a mentor in um, some of my races. And his name is Robert Slater. Hey, it's nice to have you here today, Robert nice Slater. Nice to be here, Lucia Boyd. Thank you. So, um, it's a great honor. Man, you 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 one of the guys I look up to, man. I see you, I say, man, I I really love the, the way you handle your business when they come out here on this on this running field, man. Well, thank you. I, uh, nice tell me, tell me, Robert, how did you get started in the running game? How long well, you been doing I ran. This? I started. I ran in high school. You know, I ran um, four years in high school and got to. Where that was my thing, you know. I, I I ran and played baseball, and the truth is, baseball was really my favorite sport. Okay. Uh, I was a pretty good second baseman. Uh, stealing bases was kind of my specialty. Sweet. And uh, but you know, I knew I was never going to play you know, beyond that. Okay. But. Um, so then I went to school to college in Bowling Green and uh, didn't run there. You know, I, I, I went out, like I think I did one run for the first week there with a cross-country team. Okay. And those guys were, told me about how they were going to be running 90 miles a week. And I said, 
This is for the birds. There's no, there's no way I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna, you know, hang out at you know, college bars and stuff to you know, keep up the right, right. So I didn't. Um, he kind of took a break from running. Okay. College, got married, had you know, had, had, had kids, raised family, and you know, I, I kept, you know, was kept fit, but never in running shape. Right. Then, right. you know, my, I guess about, yeah, I was about 45. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I guess, we ended up getting, about the time we got divorced, I was looking for other things to do, and started running. My brother had been running, you know, by that point, and he was, he was organizing races. Oh, wow. And um, encouraging me to get out to do, to hang out with him and his running buddies. So I started doing that. And that would have been about when I was about 44, I think. Okay. And um, just kind of kept going. Within within a few months, I was running faster than those guys, and running more than those guys. Uh, it was. It would have been 2000 and. Um, 2009 that I did my first half marathon and we went down to Birmingham, Alabama and did a Mercedes half that that February and uh, I think I ran a, I ran like a 152 that and it's a pretty if you've been to Birmingham you've been to Birmingham? Alabama? Yeah. I just probably went through it. It's a, you know, there's not a flat piece of ground anywhere. Right. right. My, <laughs> so it, my wife is from Alabama. Is that right? Yeah. She's from a little town called um, Livingston, Alabama. Ah, well, then she knows. You know, <laughs> but it, uh, so it was tough. It's tough, tough, tough. And, uh, but I came back from that and, and, um, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful day in Alabama. I remember in, in like the first or second week of February. Okay. And we flew back that night and sat in a snow and sleet storm in Detroit. Oh my God. Got out of that plane. Oh my God. Uh, but, you know, at that point the running thing had really set in. And through the rest of that year, I, that year, 2009, I had a goal. I was going to run a half every month. And so that's what I did, and I and my my times dropped with each one pretty significant. Wow. 152, I did the 149, 145, 38, 35. You know, and by by maybe the end of that year, I was bordering right on 140. So I think it was the next spring, but I I can't remember exactly. But at some point. There, yeah, when the spring Churchill's in 2010, I went under 130 first time and haven't done one above that since. So, so since then, I've got my PR and a half down to, to 122, and I think I can still, I think I still got a PR in me, which I may go for later, you know, at the end of this year. But, but I did my first marathon. Um, did Glass City in, uh, in 2010. 2010, Glass City. You know, I, mean, I love Glass City. I know you. Yeah. And uh, did that. I've been running with a friend of mine, you know, every morning at like 5 a.m. Right. And 
and he was, he's a guy who does Iron Man's and he marathons, and, and we were probably running about 40 miles a week. Okay. And he said, you can run a marathon, no problem. All right. So it was the most painful thing I'd ever done. I couldn't believe how much it had. I had, uh, I think I got to about, I actually like 20 miles, and had to walk, and my legs were so stiff and so sore. I don't know how I did it. I think I would have been faster literally doing it on my hands. <laughs> but I, I came in, and somehow I came in finished that race in a 319. So it was actually a boss. So you did a 319 yeah. on your first marathon? Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. You know, it was... It was a BQ for me. Boston qualifier. And I, but, you know, people would ask me why I didn't get up and go do Boston, you know, because it's, it's still, it was still a couple of years after that and a couple of other marathons before I felt like I, like it wasn't a fluke. Right, Like right. I could actually go and run the Boston Marathon. Absolutely. Um, um, it was actually another year and a half I think, before I ran another one after the last city. I did New York. And uh, I think I did a 316 there. And then the following year, it would have been my first year. No, that was, I did New York in 2011. Then my first Boston I did in 2013. 2013? Which was the year of the, of the bomb. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And um, it was really, and, you know, aside from you know, the excitement of doing Boston for the first time, it was really just um, overwhelming. Experience. I finished Boston. I think I did, I think I did that year. I think I did three twelve. And the weather was nice. It was a, it was a beautiful day. It was just there was so much to soak in. Right, right. You know. Um, now you were finished with the marathon before the um, bomb right. occurred I, in I Boston. I was. Now here's here's the way it went for me. I I, I, I finished that. And um, I went to the. Um, I went to the medical tent. Okay. And uh, I was dehydrated. And, and you know, you lay in the medical tent and then you know, massage your legs. And right, right. Juice. And, right. You know, this is not a, not a bad experience. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, I was probably in there for a half an hour. Okay. And uh, then they eventually, you know, they make you get up and leave. They you know, <laughs> say you're having too much fun in there. Yeah, too much fun. Um, and my brother um, kind of goes to marathons with me, and, and he was looking for me. And so we go out, uh, out of there, and from right out of that medical tent where it's positioned, you, you, you go to this big family meeting area. Right. It's set up in the, this, the block behind where the finish line is. And so we're back there, mingling with all these people, and then just kind of hear the, heard this big crash. And it wasn't like, uh, it, it, it sounded like somebody had, had broken windows or, or maybe something had fallen over. Okay. Know? And then a, a couple of minutes later, we heard, heard a big, you know, see another big crash that sounded like that again. 
and just looked around and somebody said, well, that didn't sound good. You know, buildings aren't falling down. There wasn't anything. You know, we were, we were literally, there was like a whole block of buildings between us and where we right, were Right, right. You couldn't see exactly where it was coming It didn't from. sound like an explosion. Like right. You, like, think of an explosion. Um, but, you know, it was getting cold, and we had to get back to the hotel, which was, you know, three or four miles from, from where we were at. And uh, so we started heading towards the subway and literally just got out to the, to the corner, I think on Arlington Street, and there's this Boston cop standing right there. And he just says there was, there was a, it was just a surreal thing. The guy looks right in my face because there was a, there was a, a explosive device just went off. Move that way. And I said, you mean a bomb? And he goes, no, an explosive device. And so we start walking down the sidewalk the other way, and there's the subway, and people are coming up out of it saying, subway's closed, can't go down there. So we head down, I think it was a corner, it just makes sense, corner of Boylston and Arlington, uh, and uh, Boylston's, looking up Boylston there, is, you could see where the finish line was. It's okay. Maybe a, three or four city blocks or whatever. Right. You right. could see it, but... It was too full of people and buses and things. But, um, so nobody could really go anywhere. There were right. no cabs running, the You're subways running. So people are coming out of the finish line area and congealing around here. And there's a lot, a lot of Boston police controlling this corner. And then, and, and as we're standing there, we saw the whole response started to come up. These fire trucks started rolling in. And then police cars. And then, you know... Nobody really knew anything. And was anybody hurt? And, and, and then just through the crowd, you would hear things like, uh, there's a lot of blood. Or uh, later, there's an amputation. You know, somebody knew somebody or saw something. And then you turn around, there's somebody sitting on a curb you know, with their head in their hands. And what I realized was that that medical tent where I'd been laying in there, you know, getting my leg massaged, right. had become a triage center. Wow. And they were bringing victims of a bombing into that same place and those same And you had just left out of there. Yeah, the, the, the people who work in there were all, you know, volunteers. They're volunteer doctors, but there are also tons of volunteer physical therapists and nurses and students and, and it's a whole big deal you know for them to work in the medical center for the Boston Um and I just had this image of them being overwhelmed and, and, and you know I, I think about that now just, just so but um, so we had to stand out there for a while maybe an hour before we could even go anywhere. And the Boston police, if they controlled that intersection, were really great with people. Um, I don't know how many dozens and dozens of vehicles were started going there, but eventually it was, it was, this, it was all the, this big line of black SUVs, and, you know, shot security vehicles, right. and helicopters, and, and they had shut off cell phone towers and it was all strange. So we started making our way, trying to make our way back to to, um, to where the hotel was and only really knew the general direction. 
how many miles was the hotel? It was from? about four miles, I think. Oh, that's not that uh, bad for a runner. Well, yeah, but we got the front of America. And so, and it was getting cold. Right. And, uh, <coughs> you know, the cool thing about Boston is, is uh, right on the, bordering on the downtown area there is this set. I don't know what this neighborhood neighborhood beautiful townhomes block after block so we started walking through those and um, as we were doing that we could as we're walking block to block the the response to the bombing was developing right in front of us you know they were closing streets off they were all you know we'd be walking trying to make our way up a a sidewalk and and some uh, Homeland Security guy with a, with a dog would be covering that area and he wouldn't let us go up the side. We had to go another block away. You know, and then there were kind of funky vehicles with big antennas driving around really slow and they were what we were watching was them slowly taking control of the neighborhoods. And um, you know, exhausted. There were lots of other runners just seemed like walking in different directions but we know where to go um, at one point um, somebody came out of the, out of their, their house and offered us some sweatshirts which was nice sounds nice and, and another, what was the temperature that it was probably getting to be in the 40s okay and, you know when the sun was going down and uh, um Another point, there was a, a we walked through a, this neighborhood, there was a frat house um, on the other side of the street, and this kid came across, came across the street, they were having a cookout, and he goes, hey, you guys run the race? He goes, well, do you, would you like, do you need anything? Do you, do you want a burger? Do you want a beer? Do bathroom? And we're like, well, yeah, I, can you get me use your cell phone? I need to call my mom. And so, yeah, so we hung out with these guys. Turned out they were the Sigma Chi house for, for MIT. Wow, and the, interesting. So there's all these brilliant kids, you know, having a keg party. Helping you guys out. Helping us out. So, you know, what an experience. Boston, the people just kind of coming out in the streets and, and just wanting to just be there. Right, becoming family. Yeah, and, and so I've gone back to Boston uh, total, I've gone, I, I went back the next year and then the next year, and, I, and I, I've gone a total of five times. Wow, you've been to Boston five times? Yeah, and I'm going to go back to my sixth year in another couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. And there's on Patriots Day. Okay, on Patriots Day. And there's just something about it. You know, when, when, when Boston, you know, you know, I don't have any pre-bombing experience, but, but I can tell you that, you know, people cross the street to thank you for coming to Boston. Thank you for coming to be part of this. Wow! And it's just—I just—it's just the best place to be in the world on that weekend. So I'll go back. I'm looking forward to when I'll, I go to Boston. Go. Man. Oh, when, when, when you know, great to hang out with you in Boston. I love it. Uh, so, so I'll go every year that I'm able to go. You know, um, you know, if I can, if I can get, a, if I can get. Ten good years in, I'll do that. Um, but you know, I don't think I don't. As long as, as, long as I'm able to keep doing it. Hey, um, Rob, tell me, tell me about some of the strength training, man. As far as 
as you get older, and I know that you're getting stronger as you're getting older, seems like. Well, thank you for saying that. I mean, I, so I'm 50, 52 now, and, you know, um, fortunately, I didn't have a lot of weight to lose, you know, when I started running. I, you know, I, I, I probably always weighed about 145, 150. I'm like 145 now. Um, so I'm grateful for that. But but I, I supplement running with yoga. I do, I do a good power yoga class, you know, every every Wednesday night. And I uh, I try to, to get in the gym and lift, um, you know, once a week also. Usually Saturday, Saturday late Saturday morning. Um, and um, you know that. You do a lot of abs. Compliments. Do I do a lot of abs? No. You know, I do. I do some light. You know, I do lighter weights, high reps. I do pull ups and push ups and and um, some some back exercises and some throwing a medicine ball around. Tell me about your diet, man. Are you My diet? Diet? Are you well, I do a lot of supplements. You know, I do fish oil and a multi with CoQ10 and vitamin D and uh, some. You know, I you know I, I try to you know I keep that up and that seems to make a difference. Um, I uh, I don't eat a lot of red meat. It just seems harder for me to digest. I eat a lot of fruit and and pasta um, and fish. Just because it, it agrees with me, you know. Um, that's so, good. You know, that's, that's, good. that's what I. That's, that's what, kind of my thing. What race do you have um, coming up soon? Well, I got Boston in two weeks. Um, after that, I'm, you know, I'm gonna kind of see how how I hold up this time. After it, there's a. You, you know, I live in Toledo. Right. Right. And. Um, there's a uh, this race series goes will go the rest of the year called the, the Grand Prix series of Ohio. Okay. Different races at different distances where they you know, point for how you do in it. <clears throat> we run out. So you know I I uh, may check out some of those races and see how see how I do my age group and you know in the state. Right. Going forward. Okay, that's, that's And then I'd like to, I'd like to do a half. You know, I'd like to to train specifically for a half, maybe at the end of the year, maybe 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 uh, free press oh, international free press half. half I love that. I love that. Yeah, it's wow. fast half. I remember when I first got <coughs> one of my first PRs, I hit it hard there, and then I think I beat it. I beat it at Glass City. That's what happened. You're doing Glass City this year? Yeah, I'm doing the half this year at Glass City. Uh, All right, so you're coming to the house, right? Sazam, Sazam, baby. Yeah. All right. Is Lehman cooking over there? That's the plan. He may not know it yet, but that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, man. Because he's going to Boston this year. Now. Yeah, I know, man. Yeah. I watched him um, uh, qualifying um, in Glass City. City last right. year. That was, was great. Right he had there, a great man. race. He was, he, man. He had the biggest smile on his face. Yep. Man, that whole day. Yeah, he was. He already got energy. He was like on an, another extra God, runner's high that particular day, man. Yep. Yep. That's awesome, man. But I remember one time when me and you were on the river walk. We was running the um, auto show shuffle. That's right. And I was saying to myself, I said, you know what? I'm gonna go out this pace, and then I'm gonna do this. 
and you, and you said, you said, Lou, man, you said, just, just let it all loose, man. Just, just let the I said, I said, go out. I said, just for today. I said, I said, next week, we're going to be doing another one of these, right? And in about an, an hour or so, we're all going to be sitting down for breakfast. Yeah. So, just for today, just for this one, remember what I said? I said, go out hard. Go out as hard as you can. Get a PR for that first mile. That's it. And then hold on. And then hold on. And hold that's on. exactly what I did, and I got a PR. Yes, you man. did. Is that still your PR? Um, yeah, I believe that still is, man. Right. That, that was a few years ago. No, I, you, you know what? I did another one with Focus Hope that I think I got another PR. I was Good. maintaining some real low um, 727. Um, that day I was feeling real good, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, good. I, I remember that day specifically, but that particular race, that's where I learned with the 5K, don't worry about time, just let it rip. Just let it rip. Yep. Let it rip. A 5K, uh, yeah, a marathon is a, is a chess game, but a, right. a 5K is a schoolyard brawl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, man, sometimes you just got to let it rip. Don't worry about um, figuring out how fast you're gonna be running each mile. When it comes to a 5K run, and, and you're a marathoner, or you're a half marathoner, or if you're a 10Ker, just let, let that first mile go. Hit that first mile hard, and then those other two miles, just, just see how long you can hang on to it, and you, you'll be surprised that you'll even run even faster after you warm up after that second mile. That there third, you go. That third mile, you're gonna, be, you're gonna be on fire. Blazing. Blazing. Yeah. Man, it was really nice, man, talking to you, Rob. Man, you got some good stories, man. I really, I really appreciate your friendship. Um, well, thank you. You're, you're a real, real good um, mentor for me. And this, um, you all, this is another episode of Lucire. I'm over here at Atwater Brewery, where we got it in this night. Tonight we all get, got six or more, more miles in. How many miles you get in, Rob? 14. Rob got 14 miles in. He, he is an example of running the dream. You all have a wonderful day, and remember, God loves you, and I do too. <laughs>how you started and everything in, in running and boxing and what, what motivates you man to get this thing uh, well I started boxing in 2009 um, I did an amateur boxing for about five and a half years then um, I've been professional for two and a half years now um, three and oh two KOs um, I just started my clothing line about two and a half years ago but it was it was in the works about for about five years but it officially dropped trademark copyright and everything in um, 2016 so this is this will be the second year. Um, 
it's, it's been going good, man. It's been really heating up throughout the city and the outskirts of the city. Uh, also getting a lot of love from out of town, California, on the East Coast and the West Coast, um, Florida, uh, even 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 some out of the country in uh, Wales. So it's been building, man. I just I give all glory to God. You know, I take no credit for it. Um, you know, and it's Arte. Listen to your spirit and ignore what your heart say. Ain't nothing better than straight A's. You know that's right. He, when he says straight A's, he got his his own clothing line. He's also wearing it right now. From the head to his toe, he got straight A's on. Which means he got on his own logo all yeah. the way through. What, how did you come up with your logo, man? Well, I came up with the logo um, because I'm an artist. So, um, it, it just, it just over time, it brandy. You know, I did, I did hundreds of different sketches. And then over time, you know, once I came with, with this specific look, I knew right in there. And I even had it got a tattooed on my uh, my calf muscle. So I saw you know, that, that. That set it in stone, you know. So yeah, it's, it's just been good, you know. So yeah, yeah it's an A with a paintbrush, with dripping paint, you know, because it's I got that drip, you know, the juice, you know, and that better than straight A. So that's what it is. That's 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 awesome, awesome. Yeah, I was looking on um on your site. Cause you, you you post everything on Instagram yeah. and I was like looking at your video like oh man my man's serious about his yeah. he got the tattoo on his leg of, yeah. his, of his logo so how's um how's man I noticed you and your and, and your brother both of y'all like real tight yeah y'all y'all you could tell y'all work out together y'all physique is exactly about the same except you you the oldest oldest brother yep. 11 months older 11 months so older you could close. tell y'all just work out together i'm like dude look at their body fat these cats tight out here man so how do you um how do you what's your diet man Come, tell me actually i don't have a diet actually my diet um it's 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 really like it's iffy because you know I can I have a fast metabolism so we work out no um, hard workout so it keep us real lean you know and a lot of cardio so that keep us lean so really we don't we don't really diet too much but okay. actually we just started no um uh, seeing a nutritionist so we just started taking certain vitamins and and um, trying to balance out that diet more you know to keep us stronger and um, hold hold our weight longer for fights and um, and just an overall health. Wow. What, what um? What class are you? Walter Wade or what? Junior Westerweight. One forty. Okay. At one forty. At one forty. Yeah. Hey man, this cat is ripped for one forty. You look at him, you would think he about one eighty right now. He looks he about one eighty, one ninety, but one forty. No, no body fat. Your body fat must be like five percent, man. It, it, it's something low because I'm like I'm about six foot six one. So, you know, a lot of harder than, than, than a lot of the guys in my weight and, you know, in the higher weight classes, so. Wow, that that's awesome for your reach because you got a long reach. Yeah. Goodness gracious. That's a that's a blessing, man. I, 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 ran, I ran with you back in um last year when we did the, um, what was that called? It was the Harlem, Harlem Run. The Harlem Run yep. with, um. Under Armour. Under Armour, yeah. Under Armour and, um, who was it? It was, um, Amir and, um. What was the other lady name? Uh, I, it was, it was, I can't remember her I name. I can't remember the exact names, but we went down to the river walk and um, we had like a, it was a one mile yeah, race. Yeah, one mile race, one mile spray. You and your brother took off, man, like a, <laughs> like a bet out of heaven, man. I seen everybody stretching, so I'm like, oh, we got we got some um, serious competitors here. So, <laughs> you know, um, no, actually, no, we just had came off the of, um, training camp for our fight, so 
And we, once we fight, you know, we, we really wasn't training for about a week. So right, that just right. got us back in the groove. I remember you telling me that. You said we ain't even, I ain't even been training I was like, as far as running. Yeah. But you've been training everything else, yeah. you know. I see your, your, probably by your core being so tight, it just takes your running like bam. Yeah, it helps help us with the endurance, you know, and the longevity of the run, you know, to be able to keep up the pace and not gas out. When you, when you boxing, you also got to be in that ring and have that cardio like that, I see. And you probably do a lot breathing. of jump roping and yep. stuff like that. And, yeah, like you said, breathing. Breathing is the That's key. a lot of it because if you don't control your breathing, um, then you, you can actually be t you tire yourself out with, with you actually not even being tired. You know, if, you, if you're not controlled at the, the mental capacity of you know, staying calm during the fight once it wants to know the edge of the um, – just the um, – just the overall energy of the fight, you know, it, it, it can it can go to the opponent, then it can switch back. So you have to, you know, stay calm, you know, no matter what's happening, no matter stay in control. Man, that, you know, that's that's a strong control because that's also like when you staying calm like that, plus you you throwing blows, it's your 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 um heart rate is probably it's it's probably going up down up down, yeah. kind of moving all over the place, huh? But if you stay relaxed, you can really sit on some punches and not tighten up. Okay. You know, and it can really get some nice speed and power on it. And, That's the key to stay loose. That's yep. why they always say loosen up. Right? Yep. Stay loose. Stay loose and let everything flow. You know, be like water, like Bruce Lee. Be formless like water. You know, be able to change and transform. Be able to, you know, be be whatever um, you have to be in there. You know, Man. if you put water in the cup, it become the cup. If you put it in a teapot, it become the teapot. You know, so wherever I'm at, you know, you just have to become that. Just, just transform. You know, and just be not not ever be. Uncomfortable. Get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. Everybody in the sound of my voice. You, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable so you can get these goals that you all are trying to get out here. Um, man, that's that's a powerful statement right it's there. Comfort, comfort, you know, we use comfort as a safety net. You know, if it's a safety net, you know, there's no growth in the, in the net. You know, the growth, you know, becomes and starts once you get outside of your comfort zone. That's where all the growth is. You know, everything that's going to test you, you know, things that, that, that seemingly meant to break you, but it shape you. You know, it make you stronger, make you make you better, you know, make you increase, you know, become better than what you thought. You know, like a butterfly. You Once you get out of the shell, you know, you can grow. Maybe you can grow wings. That, that Speed, maybe you can fly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's that. I always talk about metamorphosis, and you just hit the nail on the head when that when that butterfly go in as a dang on caterpillar. It can't fly; it can barely nope. move on the ground. But then when it come out, humble beginnings. You know, you just humble beginnings. You know, it's a process. You know, it's and let let it transform. You know, don't be conformed to the stuff around you, but let but be transformed. You know, just like that hey, word says. That's that's by biblical proportions right there. Gotta yeah. happen, you know. We all got the light, you know. We just gotta you know, just help each other shine, and not not only you know get our life right, but help each other get our lights right, you know. Not dimming each other lights just to shine, but we all can shine once we're all together lit. You know, we can light up the whole world. You know that's right, man. You that's some good that's some good talk right there. That's some good talking, man. That's what I'm talking about. People need to hear that kind of positivity, that motivation, inspiration. Yeah, man. If this does, if this, if this guy can't hit motivate you, I'm telling you, this, he, this is a guy after my own heart right here. I, when I first met you back then, 
flashy. I was like, dang, these cats, they on a whole nother, they on something else. I don't know what they on, but they, they, they got, you had more energy than a little bit, man. Yeah, you, you, gotta, you, got, you gotta keep it, no matter what age you is. I just wanna, you know, I'm, I'm only 23, um, so, but even to know the, the elders, you know, I wanna just help each other know, just keep that light, you know, just keep that youth, you know, that longevity of it, you know. And just keep that high energy, you know, that, and that, that love and that happiness, you know. Y'all hear that? Cause it's a point. Cause I remember when I was like 23 years old. I'm 48 now. I'll be 49 next month. But what I've noticed with my friends is that they all started falling off. As we got older, they got they ended up. What happened? Life happens. You end up getting family. Yep. You end up getting uh, married, kids, and then. That's when all the excuses come. Oh, I, I'm busy. Yep. I gotta go to work. Oh, I gotta go home. To I gotta up. do this and I gotta do that. Oh, I, I got, I gotta work all these hours. All that does not matter when it comes to your health. When it comes to your health, you have to set a specific, um, should I say, a, a, a time slot where no, no matter what, I can't be bothered. Yep. This I gotta get it in right here. That sacrifice, you know. Sacrifice, you know? Sacrifice. Just like just like that's you know the sacrifice you gotta make with the Lord every day. You know we be so busy running around, but you know He love when we we take that time to get away from the world. You know to have that one on one with Him. Like how you doing? You know how you feeling today? You know am I doing what you need me to do? You know, not lead lead me to you know to the place you need me to go to talk to the people you need me to talk to and impact what you need me to impact. You know so. Did you hear that? This brother's coming from a spiritual aspect of the whole game. You got to talk to the Lord and ask him what you're supposed to be doing that day. Make sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah, He's going to lead you, guide you, and direct you to all what's called truth. Yep. So, um... That's the, good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, because you know, the health, you know, if people want to you know say it's health is you know just mental health or maybe just physical health, but it's mind, body, and spirit. You know, it's it's one. You got to feed all three. All you know, three. work out all three. Because if you no, know, you just working out, you know, your 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 physicality. You know, that's cool for lifting weights or endurance or running. But what about when the storm come in life? You know what I'm saying? Something hard in life, and then you can't deal with it. Right, so, right. You know, so you have to you know be able to. To, to get in the gym with the spirit, get right. in the gym with the spirit, and work the spirit out too, and the mentally, you know, stay mentally sharp, you know, because that can help you in you know, when you 50, 60, stay, you know, your mind still sharp. For sure. You know, to so sure. keep, you know, keep away from the dementia, you know, the things that could, that could attack you in those ways. So, but yes, yeah, mind, body, spirit, you know, and um, try to just maximize, you know, the um, the abundance of all three. You know, just keep working on all three. Amen to that. Because um, a lot of people are doing that. Well, I, I see a lot. I see both sides. I, see, I, I, I can see people that's real spiritual. You know, they know like a whole bunch of spirituality, spiritual things. But their bodies all out of proportion, out of shape. They not taking care of what we call the vessel. Yep. You know, if, yeah. if God is staying in this vessel, yep. then we should have this vessel. You gotta vessel take tight. care of God's house. You this know, this, is this his where house. this would keep the mind a sacred dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. You know, we gotta keep it clean, keep it sharp, don't keep it up to par. You know, it's not just about us being selfish, but it's it's a, really a temple. It's God's house. You know, so you know He said we walking on holy ground. So you know, just keep it all together. You know that's you know right. what I'm saying. Man, when is your next fight, man? Um, I'm not for sure, you not know, because sure I've been, yet. you know, he's just been leading me to really make an impact through this line, you know, and just, the art is just building, you know, it's, it's becoming way much more and way larger than I ever thought it would become, 
I was just, it becomes bigger than you, don't it? Yeah, it's way bigger than me. You right, know, my life right. is to impact others and you know the blessings that you know the um that I work for. You know, it's really for to impact others more than me. I'm the least of it. You know, so it's about the, really the impact and the change, and the motivation and the inspiration I can be to help somebody else out. You know, man, you got a real. I love your humble spirit, man. It's 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 it says that if you um be, become a servant of the least of them, he gonna make you greater yeah. over over all of them. And that's yeah. that's a powerful, you know. Um, nugget that a lot of people don't know about as far as being humble. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one thing we getting away with. You know, with, you know a lot of the images, you know, um, of, you know, of rappers, you know, musical artists or athletes, you know, they, they, they you know, they're portraying the image of arrogance, you know, with, with no humbleness. They lack humbleness, but, 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 but the Lord, you know, rejects the proud, you know, and gives grace to the humble. So, you know, I'd rather be good with the Lord than good with man. You know, when you when you write with the Lord, man gonna be against you, but I got favor, so. No, I'm not. I'm not worried. And, and favor ain't fair. Favor ain't fair. <laughs> you know, but then again, it is fair. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, he said, you know what I'm saying, um, you no, know, you get right with the Lord. You put His word first. Put His kingdom first. He's gonna give it to you. So, you know, you got the option to do what you want to do, or do what no, and um, take Him, you know, and do what He said do. You know. All right, Amen. <laughs> powerful, powerful. That's some. That's. That's a powerful bring word. Bringing light to the city, baby. We bring a light to the city. You see that the, the Detroit is getting lit up. The whole Southeast Michigan is getting lit up. You know, and then we just gonna just spread that light like wildfire. You know, ignite, ignite the whole world. You know, that's something that I wondered. You know, and I um and I and I just I just pondered on the thought of of why why did God put stars in darkness? You know, that's because they shine brighter, you know, in the darkness. And that just, that just, I wonder why, you know, he planted me in the city and not, you know, in a rich neighborhood or a wealthy family. He said, you no, know, because he wanted to bring light, you know, in the midst of darkness where they thought nothing was there, you know, and just impact, you know what I'm saying? Where they thought everything was dead, you know, and dry it out, you know, he said, I'm gonna bring abundance, you know, where they, where they found no hope, no faith, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring abundance and I'm gonna plant you right there and it's gonna grow. And everybody gonna see, and, it, and all glory gonna go to God, cause I'm, they gonna know that it didn't come from me, you know, cause they were seeing it was nothing prospering here, but yet I prospered, so it was all God. That's good. That's good, man. So, if somebody would like to check out your um your line of clothing, where should they go? Um, you can contact me on social medias, um, Instagram at Arte, A R T E underscore D E O Q U. I-N-N And on Facebook at Arte O'Quinn That's A-R-T-E-O-Q-U-I-N-N Snapchat at The Art of O'Quinn That's T-H-E-A-R-T-E-O-F-O-Q-U-I-N-N Awesome, awesome Well, it was nice talking to you, man You got me inspired I'm about to I got it um, What time is it now? Yeah, I got about 30 minutes About to get me about six miles in, man I'm going to be running with some energy off of that Just feeding off of what you just spoke on, man I'm excited about it Hey, you guys I'm going to um, let you guys go This is another episode of Running the Dream And I'm your host, Lucire Boyd And it was awesome having you today man i really appreciate you arte yeah man you know remember no it's arte listen to your spirit and ignore what your heart say ain't nothing better than straight a we're not done yet folks here's a bonus feature where arte o'quinn say arte what is the um how often do you 
workout per day like? Tell me about your regimen. Um, a real strict regimen of um at least at least two times a day. Two times. Um, you know, um, when I'm double at, dipping, we call that double dipping. Yeah, and um, sometimes I'll be hitting with the triple play when it's you know, when we really um fight time. You know, we hit them three times a day. Real early morning, five o'clock run. Then about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, um, go go to the fitness gym and um, hit legs. You know, squats, um, hit back or shoulders, whatever day it is. Then 3:30, 4:30, go to the um, go to the boxing gym. And you do that each day, each day. every day. Yep. Is that is that five or six days a week or how many? Um, how five days a week. Five days a week. Yep. Sweet, sweet. Rest day Sunday. Rest day Sunday. Yeah, you need to build that muscle. You need a lot of protein in between there, don't yep. you, man? You gotta feed that. You're trying to build those muscles and get that body right. You gotta feed it right. So you get in what you, you know. Uh, you get out what you put in. Wow, you know? that's that's powerful. That's powerful. I was just curious about that, man. I knew you had to, in order to keep your body at that tone that you and your brother got it right now. It's like you gotta be focused. You gotta just attack, you know. Because a lot of people know that people. You know, we see them all the time. You know they like to post videos on Instagram or Facebook. Books and they working out. Well, I've been running three miles, but what was the pace? You know right, what right, like, right. Anybody can run three miles if you if you doing it at a tw thirteen minute um mile. Right, know, right. Just walking, you know. Yeah, so, no doubt. No we doubt. running no miles in no, six minutes thirty five seconds. You know, Ooh. seven minutes. You know, out of shape. So you say you doing that out of shape? Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, at least. Make it hurt, huh? Yep. You ain't, you you ain't, running, right you ain't in, running comfortable, huh? No, not running comfortable. No, you run, not playing with it. Go in there straight attack it. You know, make your body your slave, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> make your body your slave. Beat it into, beat the flesh into subjection. You know how? My man said, make your body your slave and beat that flesh into subjection. Yep, don't let it quit until, until, you, until you done. Your body will want to quit. The mental and that spiritual capacity override and say, no, we got to keep going until, the, until we finish. Ain't no giving up. Ain't no stopping. All right. I love that. That's that's powerful. Man. Woo. So, Arte, tell me about the events that you got coming up, man. Yeah, um, I have a few events coming up. I'm, I'm on a trap art. I'm at a, um, it's a branded um, art event that travels all around the United States and across the world. Um, I'm, on, I'm on that May 3rd, you know, here here in Detroit for the Detroit edition of um, the Trap Art. Um, I'm also on the Fashion Massacre also in May. Um, stay tuned for a date. Um, and also, I'm, I'm, um, I'm dropping new uh, material all the time, you know. So come and get you some um, some Arte, you know what I'm saying, and just own a piece of history. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a purchase, it's an investment, you know what I'm saying. It's, 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 it'll be worth a lot, you know, so. Awesome, awesome. So check that out, everybody. Everybody in my listening voice, if you didn't get that, press rewind a little bit and, and get what he just said on that art. I'll talk to you guys later. You all be blessed and prosperous. And remember, God loves you, and I do too.